Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast. Week 12 picks? Is that right? Yeah. Week 12. Getting to the end. Holy shit. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. Um, We have been spewed. Well, I shouldn't say we. That's a little. uh, uh, I mean, you're making money too. It's not horribly incorrect. The podcast has been doing well. Colin has been on a ridiculous three-week tear carrying the squad. Um, last week he said that the you know Vegas was coming for him and he was like fighting them off. He felt like he was the wanted, he was the hunted, um, because his his massive ten dollar wagers were really catching the, the the attention of of the of the Vegas mob. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm just kidding around. Uh, we've just been we've been doing well. Um, you know, if if some some idiots throwing five thousand down on them, they're not going to move the line. But they see uh, ten dollars from. Sharpie McSharp, they might uh, they might cut it down a half point. Yeah, exactly. Because God forbid, you know, whatever Collins on is is has been the one side. At least it's been that. I mean, I, I I'm joking around, but I mean, it's been pretty true, Kyle. You've been red hot and optimistic. You'll keep it going this week. Yeah, hopefully. No, I would. Yeah. Um. Long week. I think a long week for both of us. Thank God tomorrow's Friday. Saturday, I'm heading out to Penn State. Uh, I think we could both use a, a really good weekend this weekend just to kind of decompress before Thanksgiving. Um, I'm just so tired of, of being an American corporate, you know, nut. Anyway, I, no, no, no point in me to continue to complain. Let's, uh, let's get into the fun stuff. College football. That's why you guys came here to listen. That's why we're talking tomorrow night, Colin, Friday night's games. It's an interesting group of five card, um, no real high major games. The only high major, I think, weeknight game is Washington. Or I mean, there's Louisville Duke Thursday night, but we won't break it down because the pot will be out Friday morning. But um, there's Washington State, Arizona Friday night. Arizona's been playing a little bit better. That's an interesting one. Um, Air Force, Nevada is a big game in the Mountain West. And then Memphis is catching eight and a half at Houston, which feels like a trappy type game for Houston. So three interesting games tomorrow night, all at nine o'clock. Um, Nothing from me. I, I, I'll be broadcasting a high school football state championship game, and I just don't know if I'm if I'm there on, on any of them. I've got an early wake up for, for Penn State on Saturday. So nothing really for me. But I mean, I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, last week, you gave thoughts for Friday night. No plays. Both of your thoughts were correct. So I'm curious to, to see what's going on in your head right now. Yeah, um... for for Air Force Nevada, because that's probably the uh, premier game. That's that's a real interesting one, right? Lines at a one and a half now for Nevada. I, I I'm in the same kind of boat again this week. I got some thoughts. Don't really have any any plays. I lean Air Force here. Uh, I think they've been playing really good football all year. Uh, they're physical, great run game. Obviously, you know, triple option team. And it's it's a it's a real matchup of styles because we mentioned last time Nevada doesn't run the ball at all. It's strictly passing with Carson Strong. So yeah, that's it's interesting because I'm not I'm not really sold on taking Air Force on the road against Nevada, and they haven't really faced a elite passing offense yet. But the best one they probably faced was when. Utah State went for 49 on them, so that 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 could be an issue. We'll see how uh, we'll see how they match up, but 
Nevada is also they've been run on. I think their their defense is just kind of all right. You know, like they're not they're not anything special. So the offense is going to have to put up some points. Uh, San Diego State ran on them. Kansas State ran on them. And Fresno, uh, Fresno also ran on them, 205 rushing yards. So I think it, I think it's got the potential to be pretty high scoring, right? Because if Nevada is able to line up Air Force on the back end and they can't stop Air Force on the ground, could see a uh, rare service academy over. I don't know what what the line, what's what's the line sitting at right now in the over under. I mean, take a look. The number right now is consensus in the market is 52 and a half. It opened at 57 and a half and it's come all the way down to 52 and a half. Is that intriguing enough for you? What? 52 and a half. Is that intriguing enough for you? That is, that's a little bit intriguing. I, I want to look at the weather though, because if the line moves that much, I feel like it might be, might be windy in uh, Marino. In Marino. It does have the potential to get windy out there. Uh, 59 degrees. Um, tomorrow night at kickoff. What, what is kickoff? Six o'clock there, local. 50 degrees, six mile an hour winds. Doesn't seem hmm. like it's going to be a, too bad weather wise. We might, we might have to come back to that if I'm. Uh... I'm looking for my over/under of the week. Your total, your weekly total. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't hate that. I mean, if 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 neither side can can stop what the other does does well, that's that's intriguing. Um, what about Memphis? Yeah. Kyle, I mean Memphis. Uh, I, I feel like Memphis has been kind of Jekyll and Hyde all season, right? They beat Mississippi State. That is an yeah. awesome win. They lost to Temple. That is a god awful loss. Temple is terrible, man. Yeah. I still and, can't believe they lost that game. And, I mean, not to spend too much time on Temple, but, like, they've got all types of internal struggle. It looks like their head coach is out. Dewan Mathis. Oh, he's got to be out. Ron Carey's been an absolute bust. He's And he's been – I mean, there's, there's like, off-field issues now, too, with players kind of rebelling. Is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole scene. I mean, Dewan Mathis entered the transfer portal today. I didn't even see that. Um, big news for, for the Scarlet Knights, though. What? Temple falling. Temple and shambles. That's that's always good news. Temple and shambles. UConn and shambles. That should those they should have no bearing, Colin. I am offended. <laughs> yeah, I know they should, but right now they do. So no, they do. So they do not. They don't. I'm offended that you even went there. UConn and Temple are so far below. We are a big. Ten you guys were in the same conference like four years ago. We were in the same conference like eight years ago, Colin. We've been in the Big Ten for a long time. All right, let's not let's we, we are Rutgers is a big ten team. That's fucked. Careful. Careful. <laughs> You're gonna start to piss me off. Because that's just that's just nonsense. Have you our 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 field hockey team won the Big Ten tournament? I don't give a shit about your field our, hockey team, our man. Soccer team was when undefeated in Big Ten play. I mean you're you're, give a shit. you're spewing nonsense right now. Football has Rutgers football has the most Big Ten road wins of any team outside of like the elite programs over the last two years. I think I'm just making that up, but I feel like that's probably, probably plausible. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, they won three big 10 road games last year and they've won two already this year. I mean, how I'm many, just making, I'm just making that up. <laughs> it just seems, seems accurate. Um, I mean, it seems plausible, but last year's a different story, right? No fans. 
Yeah, well, they've won two on the road this year with fans. So, and they won at Syracuse. I mean, that's also a really good road win. Anyway, I, I you know what? I don't need your bullshit. Um, I've had a long week. I don't need your bullshit. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm getting to Memphis, Houston. Memphis has been Jekyll and Hyde. I do not like Dana Holgerson, even though Houston has had kind of this this great year, um, and they they they've won every single game since that Texas Tech loss on opening night. I feel like Houston. If they give their best shot, they can challenge Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference championship game. However, I feel like they are also very susceptible to a potential loss um, against Memphis on Friday night. I feel like Memphis is a live dog. They've got the talent to be there. No? I mean, I guess. I don't. <laughs> it just feels like a fishy spot for me. Yeah. I, I mean, Memphis is, Memphis is, as you said, a deck going hot all year. Mississippi State win fraudulent as discussed. Screwed me out of a uh, out of a lock there, so still still pretty sick about that one. But go ahead, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't trust. Maybe if it was at home for Memphis, Memphis on the road has been pretty terrible all year, right? They uh, lost at UCF twenty four seven, lose to Tulsa, lose to Temple, win at Arkansas State by five. I mean. Maybe the line's low. Hannigan's kind of figured some things out, I guess, or Hennigan figured some things out at quarterback. Nice little dual threat option they got there. But I don't know. Houston's pretty good, man. I know. I lean Memphis. I haven't played it. I don't know. I don't think I will. I just think that – It sounds like you want to get there. No, no, I mean, no. I want to hate that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get there. So let's don't even, don't even start to try to prod me onto this, this betting Memphis and continue to stay behind me um, type, type bullshit. Cause I'm not getting there. I just thought it, it was an interesting, interesting look for Friday night. I'm definitely not going to get there. So don't even start with that. <laughs> I just think it's an interesting look. Um, anything on Arizona, Washington state for you? Lead Arizona. Arizona. They've been playing well. They've been fighting. 15 and, and a half, kind of a lot for Washington State, but you always talk. I do think Washington State's pretty good. And you always talk about how hard it is, especially later, the later we get in the season for the Arizona teams to play in the Pacific Northwest and vice versa. Right? Yeah, what? This game's what, uh, where, where was Arizona last week? Were they on the road or were they home against Utah? Arizona was, wasn't, wasn't Arizona at? Um, no, they were home against Utah. Yeah, and competed. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes makes some sense though, right? Yeah. Tough, tougher. Even Utah's like it's pretty close to Arizona, but it's still very different climates. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Saturday. Happy to move on yeah. to the big day. Okay. Let's, let's roll. Great Saturday slate. Um I think the bye weeks are all kind of over, right? So we've got just a full card. We've got 25 or so games that we're just gonna we're going to hit, we're going to run through in, in rapid fire, and hopefully we come away with 10 to 15 plays and a bunch of winners. Um, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Iowa State getting three and a half, four across the market at Oklahoma. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Caleb Williams is going to be the starting quarterback for Oklahoma, but it's not something that has really been talked about this week. He was replaced in the last game by Rattler. Um, Iowa State, when we talk about Jekyll and Hyde, they've been Jekyll and Hyde all season. We their win over Oklahoma State is the best win any team's had in the Big 12 because Oklahoma State is probably the best team in the Big 12. Iowa State played a really competent game at Baylor. They outgained Baylor almost 2-1 to one and probably should have won that game. Um, they blew out Texas, which 
I think looked more impressive at the time, but now thinking back, I mean, Texas is kind of in shambles, so I don't know how impressive that really is. Um, it's a pretty sharp line because, I mean, Oklahoma has been this overrated monster all season long. They haven't really played any really good teams. And when they have, they haven't played well. I mean, as evidenced last week by the loss to Baylor. So I'm inclined to lean Iowa state plus the points here. Um, I haven't gotten there. I don't know if I will. Um, but like, that is definitely where my head's at. I do not see myself laying any kind of number with Oklahoma this year, uh, especially not on Saturday. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, my one problem is Oklahoma is at home. So Norman's, Norman's not an easy place to play, even if it's at noon. And Iowa State's pass defense looked good against Texas, but hasn't really been anything special all year. Like they, West Virginia was able to hit them with crossing routes all day and put up 370 and 38 points against them. So that that's that's something I would be a little bit worried about if you were going to take the points with Iowa State, but I, I agree. I, I lean Iowa State. I think this is a kind of game where they get up for, and they've probably been thinking about beating Oklahoma. Like, your season's done after they lost at West Virginia. They get the Texas win, then they lose at Texas Tech. Now you get Oklahoma chance to knock them off one more time before they head off to the SEC. I mean, they'll be around for a little bit longer, but I don't know. They're six and four. You're not really a great team, but Oklahoma's no good either. I like Iowa State's defense. Um, I think Iowa State's versatile offensively. Uh, I think they've got a really good coach in Matt Campbell. And, I mean, what is this? This is their last chance is like this group of experienced seniors to knock off Oklahoma, as you were saying. I mean, this is, just feels like a really good spot for Iowa State. Um, I kind of want to get there on them. I'm going to get there on Iowa State. Give me give me the plus four. Yeah. Play for me. Iowa State plus four. Look at that. Starting hot. What up? There we go. Last week, last week I think you had like four or five plays before I even had one. So I'm I'm, I'm coming out guns a blazing this week. Okay, Wake at Clemson. Wake plus four and a half at Clemson. Kyle, this is the stinkiest line of the week. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that this is. The, I mean, Wake has one loss all season. They just beat NC State in a great win. They are they. I mean, there is nothing really in their way except for them. Um, to get to an ACC championship game and do something that Wake really hasn't done. I mean, I don't even know how long. I mean, it, the, the job that Dave Clawson's done there is incredible, and they've got a chance to to make history and go to the ACC championship game and play in a New Year's Six Bowl or and even an outside shot at the playoffs still. Um, plus four and a half at Clemson, who has just been really, really bad this year, and they've got all types of injuries. The offense is in shambles, um, and it has been. They, I mean, they look great last week, but they look great against UConn. So why is Clemson favored by four and a half? Like, that's the question. And that's why it's so stinky. Uh, what do you think? I mean, Clemson's not look good at all, but they still are feminine three and their losses are pit, right? Yep. Pretty solid team. Yep. Uh, Georgia, best team in the country, obviously. And then um, NC State. NC State, also a solid team. So, they haven't beaten anybody and they play a lot of close games, but they haven't really lost any of these 
Like they, they, they haven't lost to like really bad teams. You know, they haven't completely imploded. They, they still have a chance to get to nine and three, which is yeah, not a bad season for how shitty they look this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I kind of see that they definitely have more talent than Wake. They have the ability to run the ball. They haven't really run it that much, but like Shipley is a, a decent back, and they've kind of been forced to run it at times this year because just their passing offense has looked absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Wake is a terrible rush defense. They should be able to bully him on the line. I don't know. I was really fair against them. Great pass rushes. I mean, NC State is a good pass rush. They just beat them. Yeah. NC State is one of the best pass rushes in the ACC. Yeah, Pitt, Syracuse, Clemson, Louisville. I mean, NC State's actually eighth. Pitt has a good pass rush. That's right. Wake hasn't played Pitt. Wake beat Syracuse, but, I mean, they needed overtime to do it. They still moved the ball. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I kind of want to get there on Wake. I mean, I'm there on Wake. You're there on Wake? All right, talk. Well, I mean, I, I, it's so stinky, dude, and I'm just – I'm not – whatever. It's stinky. I don't care. Wake is better than Clemson, and you're going to give me four and a half in a game that – like these Wake seniors have a chance to go on the road and beat Clemson to, like, basically continue to be in the driver's seat to go to the ACC championship game. Like, you you talked about it this week, Colin. They are in – even after the, the the loss to UNC, which was a killer loss, they blew a two-touchdown lead on the road against a rival in the fourth quarter. You talked about it last week. These guys are still mentally tough, and they've got a lot to play for. So, after, come, after an emotional win over NC State, why won't they keep that momentum and rally? I mean, they got a chance to beat Clemson. I mean, Clemson's still Clemson. You know, they still are the name brand Clemson. So, I mean, this this number, I, I four and a half is crazy. Like, as close the, the one, one thing is, like, Clemson's coming off of UConn, right? N- nice little get right game, although they still only put up 44 points. And uh, Wake Forest has played UNC and NC State back to back, two in state rivals. And now you go on Clemson. Like, that's a beater of a schedule right there. Yeah. I like. Um, I don't see. I don't see how Clemson. I mean, has Clemson really looked good enough? No. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think this 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 line is all last years and prior years built into it. Kyle, I and, think. Uh, I think. I think it's more likely that Wake shows up, plays great, wins outright at Clemson, and then is in a lot of trouble next week at Boston College on the last night day of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ride with it. Give me. Give me the Dean Deacons. It's. It's tough. It's anytime you bet Wake Forest against Clemson, it's tough. Even if it's a uh, trappy spot on on the on the Wake side, Wake Forest plus four and a half. All aboard the Dave Clawson train. That guy's a monster, and I'm thrilled to be on his side on Saturday. Florida State, BC. Florida State getting one and a half on the road at Boston College. BC looked really good last week in their road win um, over. Who did they beat on the road? Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech. Yeah. Jerkovic looked back to normal. Um, we, we believe in Halfley as a head coach. Florida State also, big win. Just beat Miami, come from behind fashion. They playing, they're playing better with Travis, a quarterback. 
Um, Florida State still has a chance to go to a bowl game. This is a really interesting game. I think it's a really sharp line, and I have no opinion whatsoever. Is there something sticking out to you here? No, um, I, I agree with you. BC, uh, obviously a different team with uh, your Turkovic at quarterback instead of Grossel. Um, Florida State's a different team with Jordan Travis at quarterback. If both these quarterbacks were healthy all year and played all year, I think we may be looking at this in a little different light. This may be a little bigger of a game in the ACC picture because these are both really good teams. Not really good. These are both good teams. And I think it would be a good game, but I don't, nothing, nothing about this line is sticking out to me. It's too low to really want to take Florida State on the road in Massachusetts in November. You know, that's never a good look. They're going to be cold up there. And uh, BC is pretty good, but they're not, they're not that good. And I, I want to look something at the. I want to look at the how BC has done against the run this year because I know they don't run the ball very well. They've not been very good against the run. They have not been good against the run. Um, like middle of the pack in yards per game and towards the back of the ACC um, in yards per carry. Like four point eight yards per carry allowed is not good. Um, just, just a shade better than Wake. Like they are not good against the run. And, uh, who are their losses? They lost to Syracuse, who runs the ball. Clemson kind of ran it on them. Uh, Louisville, NC State just blew them out, but Grossel was just horrendous in that game. Actually, wasn't that bad, but he wasn't great. Um, Syracuse ran the ball. Louisville ran the ball all over them. It was, I remember Cunningham didn't throw like Louisville. Cunningham had 133 yards and three touchdowns, and um, Louisville ran for like 300, 300 yards as a team. They, they ran all over Boston College. It was not a Cunningham pass game, it was a Cunningham run game, hmm. which kind of scares you, right? If Jordan Travis is the athletic quarterback and running quarterback, which he is. So the line's, the line's pretty short for, for on the road. But it, it's not like BC's got a lot of steam or momentum behind them, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't have – Half a point yeah. favorites, one and a half point favorites. That says Florida State's better on neutral. Right. Um, but, I mean, it, it should be a pretty good home crowd. And you mentioned the the trickiness of traveling from playing, – playing your practicing, right, in 80-degree weather in, in Tallahassee and then coming up north and probably playing Saturday afternoon in 40-degree weather. That's, that's no, not, not exactly a fun task. Potential letdown spot post Miami also. Yep. A lot of lot of money coming in on Boston College. Just yeah. Saying. So anything from you? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Maybe another another potential over spot. Okay. We will revisit. Purdue. 11 and a half point favorites, 11, 11 and a half against Northwestern game is going to be played at Wrigley field in Chicago. Um, there will not be a lot of fans there. Uh, no. I can guarantee you that. And I think what fans there would be, would be Purdue fans making the trip. But I mean, 
at the same time. Who wants to freeze their ass off in Chicago weather in November to watch this bullshit? And that's a great point, Colin. And another factor, man, it's Purdue basketball is playing in Connecticut that weekend in a four-team tournament that includes North Carolina, Tennessee, and Villanova. And Purdue Hoops is one of the top 10 teams in the country. So, I mean, it it's almost plausible, more plausible that the diehard Purdue fans that are looking to make a trip for a weekend would be going to those the Hoops games anyway. Um, so I think basically that's my long-winded way of saying it's going to be empty and cold and windy and gross in Chicago, which leads me to my play on a team that is very comfortable playing in ugly, windy, cold Chicago in front of no fans, Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald is a better coach than Jeff Brom. Period. Stop. Northwestern getting 11 and a half. Um, their season has been pretty close to over for a long time, but like they still have, um, like, I don't know, like Pat Fitzgerald is still the kind of guy that I think he can motivate them, you know, and get them up. And they can finish strong and finish with five wins, and five wins might be enough for them to get to a bowl game because I'm sure they have a high APR. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, I like Northwestern plus 11, plus 11 and a half. I can get an 11 and a half. I think they're physical. I think they're hungry. Um, and I, I think Purdue might struggle to throw the ball a little bit in the weather. It just feels like a really good spot for Northwestern. Um, they've played games at Wrigley Field before, so it's not like they're not used to it because um, it's like weird, funky dimensions. So I, I really like I really like Northwestern. I think that it's going to be a, a tight game. Their defense has been playing better, and I just I don't really trust Purdue. Um, I don't trust Purdue. It's that simple. So I'm on I'm on the Wildcats plus eleven and a half. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch this game. I'm not gonna play this game. I, I hope Purdue wins for uh, for SOS sake. So actually, if it's close, I might end up watching this. Um, but yeah, I mean Purdue is. I, I mean, Purdue's not much better weather in West Lafayette than it is in Chicago. But, yeah, I, I, I understand your point there. I just don't – style play. Yeah. It's I mean, they like to pass a lot. And uh, Northwestern style, I, I just don't think Northwestern's really any good. And I wouldn't really want to lay – 11 points is a, is a bit much for, for a pretty bad Purdue defense. I, they're not that bad. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have any feel on this game. All right. No problem. No problem. We move on. Michigan State, Ohio State, one of the really interesting games of the week. Ohio State is an 18 and a half point home favorite in a battle of top 10 teams. Colin, why is that? Why are they favored by so many points? And does that make you want to, to bet on the dog? Michigan State, they've, you've, you've told me earlier this week, they've outperformed their number all season long. Can they do it again? Uh, a lot of state is that bigger favorites because they've got the best passing offense in the country, and Michigan State has the worst passing defense in the country. That's pretty much it. That's what the numbers telling you. Uh, Michigan State cannot stop the pass. Aiden O'Connell and Purdue threw all over them a couple of weeks ago. We were on that. Um, they won by 11 in that game, right? Solid performance all around. Uh, but I'm not going to be on Ohio State. Okay. And I'm not going to be staying away from this game, and I'm not playing a total. Are you going to uh, – oh. Are you going to be on Michigan State? Money line? I'm taking, I'm taking the money line. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm taking the Spartans plus the points. 
Okay. Ohio State gets inflated numbers because when they play a terrible team that they can shut down their offense, they're able to just score at will. And I think they'll be able to score at will against Michigan State. I, I don't. That is not part of why I'm going to take Michigan State here. Why I'm going to take Michigan State is why I faded Ohio State in these big number games all year is because their defense is average at best. And I think Michigan State has an explosive offense. I think this is another Kenneth Walker Heisman moment time. I think Peyton Thorne's a really good quarterback. I think Mel Tucker's a good coach. I think they'll have them ready to go. I also know that one of the strengths of Michigan State's team, well, it's not their passing defense. They do get a lot of sacks. They're able to pressure the quarterback. And if you can get some stops by putting them into second and long or third and long, and you can get a pass rush going, they can at least stop Ohio State a couple times. They're not going to do it all day. But Ohio State's also struggled in the red zone, and Michigan State, why they've outperformed their numbers is they've been a pretty good red zone defense. So you play a little red zone roulette, drop eight, hope your pass rushers can get there. I think they can get there a couple times, and I think they'll be able to score enough to keep this within the point, within the points. Um, don't expect them to win, but lose by 14, very plausible. 10 years, $95 million from Mel Tucker. He is a crook, um, highway robbery. Basically. We got a fight here? When we're going to fight. No, I'm not, I'm not betting Ohio State. No, sorry. Sorry. I wanted to point out the fact that Mel Tucker has scammed the Michigan State University donors and fan base and athletic department and institution into making him the highest paid college football coach after he has coached for all of, what, um, 17 games? I mean, come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I mean, Colin, I know you, you like Mel Tucker. You're high on him. It's, 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 it's definitely – a ungodly race, but it is also they're trying to make a point, but their point is without a stepping stone. So I mean, giving giving out a raise like that definitely makes that point. Yep. But yeah, it you can as much as a Mel Tucker fan, as as much as I am a Mel Tucker fan, as much as I like to hire and like what he's done, and you you do have to realize that he has he played half a season at Colorado. And two, this is a second season. The first season was COVID, and they weren't even that good. They just beat Michigan. Um, you've got to realize that there's there's some things that could go wrong, and you're you're kind of on the hook for a lot of money. So you better be able to buy them out because when the SEC schools put up those numbers, they're not putting it up and just praying that guy's good. If they need a fire. They're going to call a. Yep, Billy Bob, and and have him uh, write a check, you know, with with all their with all his oil money, and uh, and they'll be good to go. So that's that's not really. I don't know how many uh, diehard Michigan State billionaires there are out there. It's probably a couple, but not too many. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a move to protect him from going to LSU and USC. And it, it, I think it makes sense in that part because. Mel Tucker is definitely a, a climber. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you, you see how quickly left Colorado. He, he's, he's definitely a climber, and you got to understand that. So when you're making this move, it's because you, you are willing to overpay for a coach to prevent him from leaving. Yeah. And uh, you got to hope that's the right decision. It's a gamble. It is definitely a gamble. I, it's still wild to me that he's going to be making 
and he's going to be the highest paid coach in college football when there are so many awesome college football coaches. I mean, Nick Saban, Dabo. I mean, these guys win national titles. Ryan Day has been right there. Brian Kelly's done an awesome job at Notre Dame. I mean, Kirby Smart's got the best team in the country. So it's just – and Mel Tucker, Mel freaking Tucker is the- – but, but that's just reported. There's definitely some other – I mean, you got to imagine Nick Saban's getting some booster money. That's not a – yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're not privy to. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff under the table, but I mean, it's just, just interesting to me. Um, all right, enough about Tucker. The big game in the Big Ten. Enough about Ohio State, Michigan State. The game only the people only care about in the Big Ten. Talk to me. Ruddy Penn State. Rutgers plus seventeen at Penn State. Locking it up. Shut up. I leave, uh, I leave my house at 4 a.m. on Saturday. 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. Get there at uh, 7 a.m.? Going to get there at 8. So I gotta, we're meeting, meeting my group of, of friends down at Rutgers around 5-ish. Um, and um, then we're heading out to Penn State. We'll get there around 8, 8.30. The parking passes came today. We've got two cars, um, caravan, big table, lots of drinks, donuts, bagels, you know. It's a two, you know, love fest, donuts and bagels. It's a carb festival. I can't wait. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm, I'm pumped up. We'll, we'll, we'll be there and we got great, great seats. And, and I, I actually, I had a, um, I had a moment in the shower earlier this week where I started crying uh, just, <laughs> just thinking about how sweet it would be to be like singing the alma mater with the, with the players and uh, <laughs> after over Penn state. And I just, yeah, nut job, man. I, I just got a little choked out. So it's funny. I, I do want to, before we get into the game, like Greg Schiano in his weekly press conference was asked, coach, do you think the guys are distracted at all playing with a chance to go to a bowl game for the first time in their careers? And he was like, uh, these guys haven't beaten Penn state in their careers. And like that, that, I don't know if you guys know this, but that matters a lot here at Rutgers beating Penn state. Um, so, I mean, I, I was like, Fuck yeah, coach. I mean, we're, we're motivated. We're coming in hot. I think we're, I think we got, I think we got a shot. I think we got a chance. Um, We're going to have to take the football away a bunch. We're going to have to play solid, solid football, maybe make some plays on special teams. Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned that before on the, uh, on the, uh, on the pre, uh, the takeaways pod. So I know you, have I already, is that my second mention? Yeah, this is the second mention. So I I know you're fired up about that, but I feel like that was just like a stupid question. Yeah, I agree. That, like, what, what are you asking there? They're five and five and they have two games left. Are they distracted trying to get to a bowl? Of yeah. course they are. They've got two games. They got to win one of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, but that's not a distraction, you know? Yeah, that's not a distraction. Yeah. That's a motivation. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Exactly. Can, give me your press credentials. I'll ask better questions. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, any thoughts on this one from you, Kyle? Um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give my brief, brief thoughts before you uh, go a little more in depth on it. I think, uh, I think it's a, it's an interesting matchup because we've seen, uh, Rutgers has been able to take away the run all year, right? That was why I was on them against Illinois. That's why they covered against Michigan. They shut down run heavy teams. Penn state cannot run the ball. So they're going to be one dimensional anyway, but they've been one dimensional all year. So their one go-to is the pass. Rutgers pass defense, obviously missing a lot of guys back healthy. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think this is a real test 
if Rutgers is able to stay close to this game, it's because their back end performs. And I'm not, I don't know if they're going to, I, there hasn't really been solid indication last week, notwithstanding because Indiana hasn't done shit on, on offense, but they are a pass first team and Rutgers shut them down. So if you're going to go in this with hope for Rutgers, that's a big, uh, big thought right there. Uh, so be interested to see there. Uh, Franklin continues to make mind-boggling decisions. So I think Rutgers can sneak some special teams in here if Franklin calls some more bullshit trick plays that that should be sniffed out pretty easily by uh, one of the top special teams units in the country. So that's big. Uh, Shama's a better game day coach than uh, Franklin. I don't think there's really a question about that. I'd much rather have Shiano coaching my team against Penn, uh, against Franklin if all things equal. Um, besides that, I think the one other thing to keep in, in mind is Franklin loves to run up the score, especially against Maryland. Rutgers, like, dominate the state, includes Rutgers and Penn State, or Rutgers and Maryland. He wants to recruit New Jersey heavily, so if he can put a number on him, he will. So if this game is you're, you're sitting at 14 and Penn State's got the ball with five minutes left, expect them to go try and punch it in, not not sitting on sit on it. So if you're going to if you're going to cover this spread with Rutgers, you're going to have to cover it outright. You're going to have to cover throughout the game. You're not going to luck into this cover. So uh, that that that's pretty much my takeaways. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree a lot. Of, I the key to the game for Rutgers is going there on offense. Will they be able to run the ball? When they've run the ball, they've they performed. They ran the ball pretty well against Michigan. They were in that game. They ran the ball well against Illinois. They won. They ran the ball against Indiana. They won. When Rutgers runs the ball, they're able to compete. Um, and defensively, they have to defend the pass. Um, the Clifford to Dotson duo is one of the best passer receiver duos in the country. I am deathly afraid of them torching the Rutgers secondary. I've seen it time and time again. Um with every, basically every every team that Rutgers has played that has a really competent quarterback receiver duo. I mean, Peyton Thorne and Jalen Naylor went crazy on Rutgers. I mean, Ohio State went nuts, but Ohio State does it on everybody. So concerning for sure, but I am pumped. I think the team is pumped. They're motivated. They've been really good on the road under Shiano um, all season long, basically for the last couple of years. I think they're motivated. I think they're going to be Decent amount of Rutgers fans at Penn State. And I think there's a chance that Penn State has a bit of a, a, a letdown in a weird way. Um, like the dejection of losing to Michigan the way they did, I think it could carry over. And it could be kind of a, a hangover. Like, I mean, these players have destroyed Rutgers every single year that they played Rutgers. So I don't think they're looking at RU and getting up for RU. I think they're thinking of they're they're thinking, all right, we got it, we'll get this win, and then we got a chance to beat Michigan State on the last day of the season. I don't think they're looking at Rutgers. I think RU could be overlooked this week. And I, at least that's what I'm telling myself. So I, I believe RU's got a chance. I mean, I, I agree. It's definitely a bit of a Sammer spot, right? You've got um, Michigan last week, brutal loss. And then you got Michigan state the week after and Penn state has the ability to fall off the rails. Yeah. I don't think Franklin's really the coach. You saw it last year. They lost those games and then they rattled out four or five straight to end the season. So I, I do think he's a good motivator, and I think that's that's important when you have a sandwich spot like this. But, I mean, they sort of won that game against Michigan, and they, they threw it away. They let Michigan win that game. And now you've got 
Rutgers coming to town is going to be way more motivated than you are. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Let's go RU, though. Let's go RU. A fucking men. Uh, Texas, West Virginia. West Virginia minus three in Morgantown. Um, really interesting game, Colin. Two teams that have bowl sites. They both need to win to get to bowl games, like keep winning. Um, I think both are four and six. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, both yeah. are four and six. So a loss will effectively eliminate one of these teams. Um, Texas has been off the rails the last few weeks. The loss to Kansas. I mean, just basically the the cherry on top of how pathetic they've looked over the last few weeks under, under Sarkeesian. Just um, they were close against some really good teams, played good football against Baylor, played good football against Oklahoma State, and just couldn't seal good football against Oklahoma, just couldn't seal the deal. And I think the constant losing and falling short has clearly caught up to them. And that's what happened last week in the overtime loss to Kansas. Can they bounce back and win at West Virginia? I think it's on the table. Do I want to back them to do it? Not at all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Texas's rush defense has been markedly worse than their passing defense. So, and uh, West Virginia is far and away the surprisingly the leader in passing rate in the big, uh, big 12. They pass the ball more than anybody, which is just weird considering Jared Daigie is your fucking quarterback. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> they got Lady Brown, right? Yeah, they got Lady Brown. I, I, and a good Hand the ball off. Like, I what know. the fuck are you doing? You're West Virginia, too. You, this isn't Rich Rod. Yeah. Even, and Rich you Rod, like, you got too. some big mountain boys. Let them let go to work. Yeah. Um, that is interesting, Carl. So, I kind of lean Texas here. I think this is a really interesting by low spot on Texas, but it is so hard to back Texas with all of the you got the the pole monkey or what was that? The, yeah, the the yeah. stripper with the with the monkey pet yep. going on. You got a the D line coach getting recorded on on the bus home after getting your ass whooped. Um, you got losing to Kansas at home last week. Like there's just such so many things wrong with Texas, but I do think their offense can score. And West Virginia has not been able to really st- stop a, a passing offense. They haven't. They they lost to Texas Tech at home. Yeah. They uh, they slowed down Oklahoma, but everybody slowed down Oklahoma, and. Uh, at least everybody slowed him down when Spencer Sanders was there. You know what? I'm going to do it. Texas? Hook him. I can get you a three and a half. Give it to me. Hook him horns. Uh, Let me confirm. Just, just, just absolutely brutal. Um, I mean, the market is so low on them now, though. Yeah, it, 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 they're, but they're they're rightfully low on them. Yeah, I, I, but I do think no, Bijan Robinson out for the year too, so you lose that element. Yep. In the running game and Texas, but I I, I like uh, I like Casey Thompson. I think he's a good quarterback. I think Texas can scheme some players open, and West Virginia is just they're not good. They're not terrible either, but they're not they're not good. Uh, you got the Maryland loss, purely passed, Texas Tech, 
got blown on against Baylor, but that's not really passing. Same with Oklahoma State, but I don't know. I think if you're not going to run the ball against Texas, that's their biggest weak weak spot, and uh, that, that plays into the defense hand. Maybe they'll get a couple stops, and you just got to score. You're dogs in the game, and uh, you're rightfully dogs. But well, I lied. I can only get you a three, but uh, I. I, I... Is it still still a play for you? Yeah, I wanted the hook though. You, you, you spoke with a hook and you got me excited. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I lean that way. I'm I'm not there though. Illinois, Iowa, Iowa has been really struggling over the last few weeks. Um, well, yes, they no. beat Minnesota last yeah, week. Yeah, yes and no. Like they did beat they did beat Minnesota. They have actually been playing. Like they've been winning. I don't think they've been playing well, but they've been winning. They've only got two. They've losses. been playing. They've been playing. Iowa. Iowa football, you know, that's what they fucking do outside of Maryland. Well, Colin, should should they be laying 13 um, down to 11 and a half in some spots? Should they be laying that number against an Illinois team that has showed the ability to punch above its weight, especially on the road this season? Yes and no. Uh, okay. Strength of the Iowa team, right, is their defense. And Illinois has got no – Head coach Brett Bielma out with COVID. Uh, purely a one team. I think Iowa. You know they they face one teams all the time. I think that's a good matchup for them. Even though their pass defense was arguably their strongest, is arguably their strongest unit. I do still think their their run defense is solid. Uh, can they score enough to cover it? Maybe. I don't know. I think they could pick off. Peters or yes, Sikowski is still out, right? Yep, he's out for the yeah. year. Yeah, it's not a it's not a game I want to I want anything to do with. It's an ugly it's an ugly it's an ugly uh, Big Ten game, and you know, hopefully Illinois pulls it off because drops another Big Ten team out of the rankings. Yeah, totally an ugly Big Ten game. Um, Georgia Tech Notre Dame, Notre Dame laying 17, 17 and a half in spots, Colin against. Uh, the Yellow Jackets, Notre Dame, the uh, even down to 16 and a half in some spots, but Notre Dame kind of the um, the talk of the town right now in the playoff rankings. They've got a pretty good strength of record. Um, they, you know, they're they've only got the one loss on the season, um, and and everybody's probably going to beat up on each other. And Notre Dame might just be be left standing in the in the race for the top four, which is yeah. why, which is why. I am going to do the dirty and I'm going to bet Georgia Tech plus 17 and a half. You're going to do it? I am. I, 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 what do you mean, gonna? Already done. Oh, man. That so makes congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> Colin. Um, as everybody, as, as this, as the loyal listeners of the podcast know, I, I, I am oh for a lifetime betting on or against Notre Dame, anything involving Notre Dame. I, um, I'm clueless, but they've already hit the win total for me that I needed. Um, and I think that they've been playing so well that I think it's easy to overlook Georgia Tech. And, and so there is so much money coming in, Colin, on Notre Dame. And yeah. like, Georgia Tech has some – I mean, they've been – They've got weapons. They've got an explosive right. Right. offense. Like, they've exactly. – Demir Gibbs is good. Jeff Sims, if he plays, is, is, a, is a weapon. Yeah, like they uh, – they're, they're they're Yeah, they're the, the problem is, is there a run-heavy team – and uh, Notre Dame's strength is the is the D line. I'm interested to see 
how many players come back. They were down a lot last week with the flu. Um, hopefully this game isn't close. I don't want to be stressing against fucking Georgia Tech. I want to put up like 50 and, uh, you know, continue swimming out there. I think Josh Tate put it pretty pretty well when he's talking about Notre Dame in the playoff. It's kind of like a shark fin out there swimming around pretty deep out into water. But uh, they're slowly moving in, and teams keep falling in front of them. You know, they might be able to sneak in and have everybody pissed off that Notre Dame's in the playoff again, and and blame it on uh, and blame it on bias. But there's really no bias; they just won. Um, yeah, not a not a terrible take. I think there's everybody. The market's caught up to the improved Notre Dame team. They're uh, Offensive lines gelled a little bit. The running game is is much better, but that's predicated on Kyron Williams and Logan Diggs and Chris Tyree just being absolute beasts of running backs. Getting Kyron Williams is a bona fide NFL starter. Yes, he he is he is going to be drafted he, he, Colin, next year in fantasy football. Colin, he could yeah exactly he could walk in tomorrow and be a starter in the NFL. Yeah, he could if he was if he was not in college and he was a free agent, the like any team would sign him and he would start. I mean, for, yeah. for over probably over about 50 percent of NFL teams. Yes, uh, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. So I think you can look to the roster numbers, but you can't. The, the, the O-line is better, but it's not great. The O-line is still not great. Um, the passing offense has definitely improved. Uh, they've got the three step. Drop going with Cone, getting the ball out quick. That's his strength. Uh, they kind of figured that out against the Virginia in the Virginia Tech game. The defense has been solid past two games. Still let up a lot of yards and points to UNC, but UNC's got a great offense. This is a test on the defense, I think, because Georgia Tech can put up points. We'll see if Notre Dame's able to stop them. You also have the uh, factor that Kelly – never runs the score up on teams. So, um, and without a real dominant offensive line, it's hard to really run up the score because you could be up 17 and you just start running the ball and you go one, two, three, punt, you know? And that that can, with an explosive offense that you could get, you could get some backdoor action with the with Tech here. I don't, don't hate it. I don't like it, obviously. Um, Are you nervous at all, Tom? What? Are you nervous at all for the game? To lose this? Yeah. Not really. Okay. Um, like, I, I think we're playing well. I think Georgia Tech, I think Jeff Collins is a shit coach. Uh, I think it, I think it could be close. But, I like, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'll be nervous come game time, but I'm always nervous. I'll be nervous if we played fucking Toledo. And that was obviously uh, that was obviously warranted. So, well, Toledo might be better than Georgia Tech. So, <laughs> um, might though. So, and we said a lot. We we were so close to losing that game. Washington minus seven at Colorado. Uh, man, Washington has really been a stink bomb all year. They've been my pet team. I've been I've been trying to catch lightning in a bottle with the Huskies all season long, but it just it, it never came to fruition. Um, you listen too much to Phil Steele, man. Yeah, well, I mean, Jimmy Lake got a space on that one. Jimmy Lake out, yeah, that's true. Lake out. Um, 
I think this Washington team is kind of in shambles and now they got to go on the road to Boulder to play a Colorado team with a new head coach, right. Or year two, a second year head coach and a team that I think is figuring itself out and playing better football. Um, I like Colorado in this game. I like Colorado plus seven. I think they're totally live to win this game outright. Um, Colorado wants to run the football. They've got a really good running back in Jared Broussard. Their quarterback is a mobile running quarterback and Washington has struggled all season long to defend the run. That's been their weakest part. Um, one of the best secondaries in college football, but they struggle to defend the run. So I think Colorado can run the ball. They can keep it close. I love the spot. Um, and I love their home field advantage just because the playing in altitude and the whole, the whole thing, the whole, everything, everything is working in my favor. So I, I like the buffs plus seven. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll be on them with you. Seven, seven's a really nice number to catch. Um, I think this is probably coming back down by game time. So get that, get that in quickly. Uh, everything you said is true. Brandon Lewis uh, is, is a mobile quarterback. They got Broussard. They got a really nice running game. Their rust defense has been solid. Uh, I don't know if uh, Landman is back. He's been out for a little bit, but I think they figured some things out on offense the past couple games against Oregon. They looked solid. They put up some points. They beat Oregon State, which was really impressive. And then they had that uh, loss to UCLA where they led at halftime, and then UCLA really turned on the Jets. They're not – Washington's offense is just not good enough to, to put it on anybody. Yeah. So Dylan Morris is, is not a great quarterback. Their running game is not great. Their receivers are all right. I think on the road, seven is is, is a lot of points to be laying with a, with a pretty bad Huskies team. But they do have talent. And uh, if we lose this game, it's because the talent won out. And uh, the fact that they are free from Jimmy Lake is, is a big relief for the, uh, for the Huskies. Um, Has the- go ahead. Has the diet gone too far? Satu fading the Huskies. Yeah, no more Huskies in my in my uh, trying to get yeah. rid of the Huskies. No Husky. We get rid of the Husky. Um, I do just want to want to say Darrell said um, this week that Landman is chomping at the bit to play, and I'm not. He's not going to rule it out. Wants to play on Senior Night, chomping at the bit to play. Just heads up. I, I and if I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a trainer. I'm not a physician. I'm not a head football coach, but if a man like Nate Landman wants to play in his uh, last college football game, I'm not going to be the one to stand in the way of it, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what uh, Nate – I mean, he may – he could go pro. So that, that that I guess, is a factor. But he kind of – he strikes me as one of those uh, guys yeah. a little bit too slow. Yes, exactly. He is not – Next level. Completely agree, Colin. Completely agree. He is a college football um, – you know, one of those middle linebackers with the yeah, – with the, with the, Brian Bosworth, uh, nothing popped out where you where your quarterback throws against the middle and you get lit up every time and go, what the fuck are you doing leading me into Nate Landman? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I I agree. I don't think he's got the the wheels and the athleticism to play against the pass in today's NFL. But we're not really talking about that. We're not worried about that. We're worried about him playing and stopping the run against Washington, which I believe he is completely, completely capable of doing. So consensus play, second of the pod, Colorado, Rado, Rado plus seven. I love it. This is my favorite play of the week. Usually, somehow Washington always ends up being my favorite play of the week. <laughs> Usually, I'm on them, but this week it's uh, I'm against them. Um, 
That might it's be. All, it's all those uh, twisted T's, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm real twisted. Virginia Pittsburgh. Virginia plus 14 and a half at Pittsburgh. The line just tells me that um, Armstrong's not going to play, and it's going to be what Wolfolk, Wolfolk, Wolfolk. How do you pronounce the name? Yeah. Yeah, he's not – so he's terrible. Um, And, like, that changes everything that that Virginia wants to do with Armstrong out. Pitt minus 14 and a half, does that intrigue you at all? No. Um, Pitt really doesn't. UVA kind of intrigues me a little bit. What? Yeah. Um, Even without Armstrong, Colin, their defense is so bad. And if they don't have Armstrong, they can't score. They've got their passing defense isn't terrible. Uh, their rush defense is, is terrible. Uh, Pitt can't really run the ball, but they still try to. So maybe that will work out for them in this game. I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they played a really good team last week. Uh, may have made uh, Wolf look, look, look a little worse than than normal. And I do think there's a chance that Armstrong does play in this game and it's announced more closer to kickoff because it makes it, you've got nothing to win by beating Notre Dame last week. Like what, what do you win in that? It, it does nothing for the ACC standings. So you may want to sit him out that game and then bring him back against Pitt for the battle of Heisman contending uh, ACC quarterbacks in an absolute shootout. Do you want it? Give me the news. Oh, Jesus. That's stinky, dude. You got it. Virginia plus 14 and a half. I had no interest in this game, and I, I, I think you are a brave man, but if Brennan Armstrong ends up playing, that turns out to be a really good number. So, I think they could cover – Maybe I think they can maybe cover without him. I, I'm um uh, I'm not a believer, but whatever. Fourteen and a half is a lot, man. That's a lot of that's a lot of points for Pitt. I mean, Pitt puts up a lot of points, but it's Pitt. Got to remember, Arkansas, Alabama, Arky, twenty-one point dogs at Alabama. Alabama has kind of been uh, they haven't been the dominant force that we've seen in years past. Um, They've been kind of in tight games against a lot of the other SEC teams. Um, they lost at AM. They only beat LSU by six. They only beat Florida by two. They were up by a touchdown in the fourth quarter, only a touchdown against Tennessee. Um, you know, they, they beat Ole Miss by 20 plus, and the only real blowout win they had was against Mississippi State. Mississippi State and Arkansas are polar opposites in their style. Um, I think Arkansas can hang in the game. I'm not going to play it. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really want to bet Alabama on just kind of a, a gut feeling. Um, like, I don't, I don't feel like there's a huge edge there for me Bet against Alabama, I should say, I don't feel like there's a huge edge for me, but I feel like if you're going to play a side here, it's hard not to, not to want to take Arkansas. What do you think? Yeah, I think Arkansas is a little bit fraudulent though. Uh, right. The Texas win kind of, kind of pumped them up in the beginning. We've seen how bad Texas really is. And that was before they even made the switch at quarterback. So they were even worse than they wanted A and M though. They wanted A and M, yes, but A and M's not that good too either, man. They they got a shit offense. Um, the other thing is Arkansas leads 
the SEC in rushing rate by a wide margin. And Alabama's defense has not lived up to the billing this year. But they are second in the SEC in rush defense. They're giving up 83 yards a game. And Georgia's only given up 78, so that's only five yards more. You saw what Georgia did to this Arkansas run defense. You got Will Anderson, who's an absolute beast at linebacker sitting back there. There's a little bit of a Heisman campaign for him. I think that's pretty stupid given how bad uh, Alabama's defense has been and how um, how they already have a loss. But whatever, you do you. Uh I think there's a potential for Alabama's defense to come out firing. And Arkansas is known for that drop eight, but Bryce Young is a solid quarterback. They still got some weapons, and Brian Robinson's a really good running back. So I don't think you can really – I think the Alabama offense is a little bit too balanced to, to load up on either side, and I think that's a problem. I think they're going to put up points here. Do I want to take 21? No. Could be a potential look ahead also. Bama, got, Bama has Auburn next week. I mean, a game that a lot of people are circling as a potential loss for, for Alabama. I guess they were before Bo Nix went down, but, you know, yeah, just something to keep in mind. Uh, no play for, for either of us. Minnesota, Indiana. Minnesota minus seven at Indiana. Um, seven and a half in some spots. I mean, I really want to get there on Indiana, but I'm just not going to. After watching what, what the hell happened last week, I can't, I can't get there. I mean, Indiana has been a pet team of mine all season. I think I've bet them like five or six different times and I have not won one bet on them. Like I'd have to go back into my, into my records, but I think, I think I'm like, Oh, for five betting on Indiana. And I don't think I faded them once. I don't plan on fading them. Minnesota is not a team. I like to bet as a favorite, especially not as a road favorite, but I mean, Indiana just looked really bad last week. They looked like a defeated team. So I'm not going to get there. Um, if I would play a side, it would be the Hoosiers, but nothing out of me. Um, nothing from you? No, I mean, I, I would mean Minnesota. Yeah. But I don't know. Indiana, I guess they have a – they don't really have a great running defense. I'm not, I'm not so – I mean, the line, the line feels almost too low. I mean, shouldn't, wouldn't you think Minnesota – who's getting the action here? Is Minnesota getting all the action? I mean, I think the line does kind of stink also, Kyle. Like, you think you, – you would think that – Yeah, 98% of the uh, of cash, 94% of the tickets. Oh, man. Feels like a win-one for the Gipper-type game for the Hoosiers. Yeah, I won't be getting there, but feel free. I mean, that's that 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 is a lot of uh, a lot of tickets there and and cash on on a team that lost to Bowling Green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Indiana Indiana didn't play that poorly last week. They just had some bad turnovers. You know, they lost a the turnover battle six, battle six to nothing. And even though I think I think probably half of them were forced by Rutgers. I mean, there was also a dropped punt, and there were two fumbled. There was a there were two fumbles on on read option exchanges, and like that's not getting stripped. That's not you know. Yeah, uh, came down I'm there. You're there. Tut- I don't think Tuttle's going to play. I think it's going to be either McCauley or if Penix is healthy, he'll go. Oh well, you're there. You're going to take him. 
I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped betting Hoosiers now um, yet. So I'm not going to stop now. Give me Indiana plus seven and a half. That's a good number. Insane by low spot. Uh, Minnesota is off of a tough loss to Iowa, so kind of a letdown spot here. Hangover. Um, Hangover. Yeah. Uh, you're on the Maria Trench, man. <laughs> What'd you Buying say? about as low as you can go. Yeah, I mean, think about the teams that I've, I'm betting on this week, Kyle. Northwestern, Georgia Tech, Colorado, and Indiana. I'm really diving into the into the dumpster. dumpster. I mean, I'm on Texas. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Doing some serious dumpster diving this week on the pod. Michigan, Maryland. Are we going to dive into this dumpster? Michigan minus 14 and a half up to minus 15 and a half at Maryland. Can you get there on Maryland plus the points? I can't. I lean Michigan, but I won't, I won't play this. I want to get there on Maryland. I mean, everybody's like, how is Michigan smaller favorites over Maryland than Ohio state is over Michigan state? And one, it's because the Ohio State line is inflated a bit. The other is because Michigan's a great rush defense. Their pass defense is a little bit suspect. Maryland is, is, is a solid team. They can do a little bit uh, on the offense. Their defense is okay. It's a, it's a big sandwich spot for Michigan, right? Post-Penn State right before your best chance to beat Ohio State since 2016. Oh. But I think I'm uh, – I think I may be swayed a little bit by uh, by my hate for Michigan and wanting to, to pick Maryland here. The turf really haven't done anything all year. And uh, Mike Loxley, Loxley is, is a pretty terrible coach. So I'm not going to get there. But it would be fun. It would be very fucking funny. SMU Cincinnati. This is a really important game for Cincinnati um, as they try to stay in the thick of the playoff race. Um, Bearcats at home laying 10 and a half up to 11 and a half in some spots against an SMU team that runs the ball really effectively. And they've had a pretty good season in their own right. Um, a couple of close losses to Houston and Memphis, their only blemishes. Um Cincinnati has struggled the last couple of weeks. I mean, they could be vulnerable here. I tend to think that um, Cincinnati is the significantly better team and they are more likely to put their foot on the gas and perform at a high level than they are to get upset and watch their college football playoff hopes go crumbling. Um, so I lean the Bearcats, but nothing for me. I agree. I think uh, last week was a big game for SMU to kind of write the ship, blow out UCF. Look really good doing it. Keep Tanner Mordecai in there. I think they've got a solid passing offense. But you're going onto the road into Nipper. Uh, Cincinnati really hasn't been playing all that well. Everybody's kind of yelling at them. I think that's part of the factor is that they're a uh, they got a big ass target on their back, and Cincinnati's not a team that's used to having a target on your back all year. But this is a game where they have a target on the other guy. And they're both firing off. I think Cincinnati probably covers here. I'm not. I'm not gonna. What, what's the line actually? Is there? What do we got? What's the lowest we can get? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Ooh. Ten and a half. All the cash and tickets on. On SMU. Really. 
I think Cincinnati's a bit of one of the, one of those teams that plays up and down in the competition. SMU lost to Memphis, man. And they beat TCU, and like that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, TCU is terrible. Yeah, I mean SMU is a good running game, and they they ran the ball on TCU, and TCU has a horrible run defense. Cincinnati does not have a bad run defense. Or a bad no. defense. Cincinnati is just good on D. Cincinnati is a really good pass defense. Are you getting there, Kyle? I get there. Is, is this your way of? Uh, I mean, are you just pushing for? If Cincinnati loses, I mean, Notre Dame probably jumps them, even though Cincinnati. Yeah, no, no. If Cincinnati does lose, we jump them. But I, I just don't. I don't think this is a spot. You want to at home, rally the troops. A, a team you're like the the Tulsa game was hyped up, but Tulsa was every everybody knows Tulsa plays tight games. I shouldn't been onto Tulsa there, but I think this is this is the. Uh, I think Cincinnati is going to come out and perform, and honestly, it's a little bit of an emotional hedge too. Because if they don't, if they don't win this game, I'm going to be happy either way. I mean, unless they win by seven, then I won't be happy. Um, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Nebraska getting nine at Wisconsin. Scott Frost got a vote of confidence a few weeks ago. Um, Wisconsin's been playing such good football. You can actually get Wisconsin down to minus seven and a half if you'd like it. Uh, man, Wisconsin is has been so, so good, but they haven't really been I – mean, they're just same old Wisconsin. They get better and better, and they run the ball effectively, and they just do what they do. Nebraska's got a pretty good run defense. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Nebraska hung around in this game. Um, definitely not getting there on either side. Do you have a play? I know you want Wisconsin to keep looking as good as possible. Yeah, I do, but I think this is a this is a really bad game for Wisconsin. I've kind of thought they could lose this game all year. Um, what you want to beat Wisconsin is a really good defense, right? Your losses are Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, all good teams, but all led by their defense. Um, Nebraska has a really good defense. Their offense is pretty bad, but I think this could be a little bit of a punt fest all game. I can't get there on them just because of how well Wisconsin's been playing. But you're off a bye week for Nebraska going into Camp Randall. Been playing games tight all year. Scott Frost got some vote of confidence. Eight and a half is a little low. Maybe if this was still sitting at ten and a half like it was earlier in the week, I might be able to get there. But it's also a bet against what I want to happen. So. Right, so there's no reason for you to force it. Syracuse, NC State. Cuse plus 11 and a half at NC State. Um, Syracuse off of that blowout lost Louisville or off of a bye? Off the blowout lost Louisville, right? Off of a blowout, blowout lost to Louisville. And now they go on the road to NC State, who just had a tight loss to Wake Forest and what was a really big game. Um, I have no play here. NC State's really good defensively. Uh, they've moved the ball really well through the air all season long. And, I mean, Syracuse has been solid on D. They run the ball well. But what Louisville did to Syracuse, I think, might have shown the recipe to beat the Qs. Um, You just got to load up to stop the run, make Tucker and, and, and Schrader, like, neutralize them and make Schrader beat you through the air. I, I tend to feel like Syracuse could still be able to keep it tight. But um, – I'm not. I'm not going to play a side here. I don't have anything, any conviction. Do you? 
Yes, you do. You going back to the cues? We're back to the well, baby. <laughs> Give me the cues. Um, Syracuse has a, has, a, has a pretty solid – they have a solid all-around defense. They've got a solid rush defense. they got a solid pass defense. Um, NC State, all they do is pass the ball. Syracuse is seventh, eighth in pass defense, but it's not – they're not marketably worse than, than the other really good uh, pass defenses. And the one big thing here is if you go and you look – on college football data, and you look at rushing plays, defense, success rate. Mm-hmm. The lowest team by a wide margin. So the worst defense against the run in the ACC is Wake Forest. It's, it's, it's not, I read this wrong. I read yeah. this wrong. Yeah, the best like, defense. Like it's not true. They're the best defense. They're the best defense that's run. Never mind. Never mind. I ran it wrong. <laughs> you want still on cues? No, 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 no. Get, no. Get, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm looking at college football stats. I'm like, where the hell is he going with the Syracuse? I mean, North Carolina State's got a great run day. Um, yeah, yeah, never, never mind. Never mind. Uh, abort. Scratch all of that. Scratch all of that. No play. Scratch all of that. That was that was total nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, I read, I read, I read the stats wrong. My bad. I thought it was a good matchup, but it doesn't make sense now that I think about it. NC State has a, some great linebackers and a really good D-line. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, but I do, think, I, do, I do think even with that, like, I think Syracuse can keep it close here. I think the defense should bounce back a little bit, but, yeah, no, no, no. Not, not, enough, to, not enough to play it. That, seeing that stat was like, oh, like, this is a really good stat, and now it's – the exact opposite. It's a really bad stat. Very bad stat. Um, Florida, off of that horrific performance against South Alabama, where they only won by 18 and allowed 52 points and were trailing in, into the second half, they go on the road to play Missouri, who just beat South Carolina. Florida laying eight and a half, nine and a half um, at Mizzou. What do you think, Colin? I think this is gonna stay far away from my card. I think <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch this game with the 20 football. Uh, Florida obviously has quit. This team has given up. Um, they Sanford ran all over them. Maybe the fight last year and Missouri trying to get into them might help them actually, as much as you would think it's the opposite. If your team doesn't give a shit about the game and they start punching players, maybe you'll actually play hard. So uh, that's the factor. Um, Missouri's run defense has improved the past two weeks, but it's been god-awful all year. And Florida has a pretty good run offense. Emory Jones, uh, the backs they got there, it's, it's, it's not a bad running, running offense. Uh, I think they could pound the ball on – Missouri, because I'm not like two games is not enough for me to scratch how terrible their run defense has been all year. Yep. Especially against a team that has like a pretty solid attack and Dan Mullen can scheme them up. But I don't want, I don't want a lick to do with it. I think the market is really, really low on Florida and really high on Missouri right now. 
And I think the fact that this line is still over a touchdown on the road is telling. But it's not I'm, I wouldn't feel confident playing either side, so I won't. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I lean Missouri um, because I think Florida's quit. And, I, you know, I don't think Missouri's quit. Uh, I think winning, even though South Carolina is not very good, I think beating South Carolina last week is definitely a source of motivation. They're one win away from bowl eligibility, despite as bad as they've looked at times this year. So I think that's definitely a rallying cry. It's a, it's a big spot for Drinkwitz. Can he get a big win? I mean, this would be a big win. It's still Florida coming to town with a chance to get the six wins. So it's still a big opportunity for Missouri. Um, I lean that side. I'm not going to play it though. TCU, Kansas, you got nothing, Kyle? What, you got another thought on Missouri, Florida? No, I was thinking about how I was going to, I was going to play Syracuse on the money line too. Anything, anything from you on TCU, Kansas? Um, Lynn, Kansas, right? TCU's another team with a really terrible uh, defense. Terrible run defense. And Kansas has a mobile quarterback, can run the ball. Uh, it's a tough spot, though, to, uh, to build to, off to that. Go, to go from beating Texas to beating TCU. I don't really think Kansas is in that, uh, in that echelon. And, TCU's offense is still explosive, and Kansas' defense is still pretty terrible. So they could, they could, they could fifty piece them. UCLA, USC, UCLA, USC, UCLA, USC. Battle of Southern California. Um, UCLA laying three, the Coliseum. Really interesting game. What do you think, Kyle? Anything from you? But you, 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 I, I feel like you had a lot of thoughts on this. Why don't you leave this I, one off? No, because I, I, I feel like I've let a bunch of them off today. So I, I want to give you – I know you have I, – I don't have a lot of thoughts. I know you have a lot of thoughts. I have more – I have a play. So I want to hear your thoughts, and I want to see if you can talk me onto or off of the play before I give out a play. Does that make sense? Okay, fine. Yeah, I know. I know. You, I, I want the same thing. I always wanted before I, get, I have a, have a uh, matchup that I want to play on. I want to hear what your thoughts are so I can, uh, can see if there's something new that comes to, comes to light before I actually give it out. Um, yeah, so I know what your play is. Um, you know what my thoughts are. We talked about it before, but here's the thing is UCLA is a uh, pretty, pretty solid, pretty good run defense. They've had a pretty good run defense all year. Um, they've got a really good run offense, um, schemed up by Chip Kelly. However, their pass defense is a little bit suspect at times. Fresno State let them up. Um, multiple teams have been able to let them up. Let them up. Probably the first sign that, uh, or should have been the first sign that LSU's pass offense was not going to crack up to anything. Should have been when they struggled to put up points on the road in the Rose Bowl. Um, Jackson Dart looks like he'll get the start, but I don't know for sure. I'm still hearing Slovis may play. Uh, Dart's the better quarterback. If Dart starts, I think you're in really good shape here with USC. Dart because Dart. I think – What? Start Dart. Start Dart. I mean, if you're a quarterback and your last name is Dart, you're pretty much born to play it. Yeah. Just I'm like gonna... – uh, just like Pickett was born was born to play quarterback too. 
the only the only better sport for uh for a for somebody with the name dart would be golf firing darts at pins no or if he was just actually a dart player yeah there you go he might he might be anyway um yeah i mean that that's pretty much my thinking is you said if usc is able to um start dart they they may have uh they may have some edges on the uh on offense and they may be able to score but I'm not really certain they can stop UCLA either. So th- this might be a high total game. What do you think? Yep. Um, everything you said, I completely agree with. Uh, like the matchup is so interesting because everything you said, I mean, the, the UCLA run offense against the weak the UCLA run offense against the weak USC run defense, the pretty good USC pass offense, even without Drake London against the weak UCLA pass defense. Um, UCLA is the better football team. No, no doubt in my mind, but I like USC as the home dog. I think the market's down on them. Um, off a buy. Off of a buy. Uh, well, a buy ish, right? The, the Cal game got postponed. Um, yeah, but it wasn't their fault. So it was a buy. Yeah. Uh, I think they've got a good a good football team. And, I mean, they hung in there at Arizona State for a while. And Arizona State's really good, and that's a tough place to play. They hung in there for a while, ended up losing by two scores. But, I mean, that was that was a game into the second half. Um, and they still have a chance to get to a bowl game. So, I mean, games left at home against UCLA and BYU. I mean, they, they got to try to split those and then go on the road and win at Cal. Do I think that they can do it? Absolutely. Um, there's enough talent in this program. At home, getting points late, you know, Saturday afternoon type game, motivated, stay on. Open for a miracle cover like last year. Yeah, might, might, might need a miracle cover like last year, although who caught the pass? I think it was London that caught the touchdown last yeah. year. Yeah. He is obviously out for the year. Uh, yep. Out for the year. So I'm there, though. I'm there on USC plus three. Um, I think I can get a three and a half. Um. Nice. If you couldn't find me a three and a half on Texas, you can't get it on your thing. That's fair. I'll I'll take a three. I'll take a three. Nah, if it's out there, no, take it. It's 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 the ju- it's the juice three and a half on FanDuel, and I'm just I'm not getting there. Three. I'll take my three. They're gonna win outright. So there you go. Doesn't matter. UFC plus three. Play for me. So no play for you, Cole. No, no, no. Baylor, Kansas State. Ooh. Baylor visiting Kansas State. K-State minus one. K-State minus one. I love Kansas State. I think it's a huge letdown for Baylor. Um, off, of the, off of the big win against Oklahoma. Um, I don't think Oklahoma is very good. I think Kansas State has been playing much better football. Their offense has been clicking with Skylar Thompson back along with Deuce Vaughn. I think they know what they are. They defend the run well. Um, tough place to play. Like, I think Kansas State's going to be motivated. I think Clement's a great coach. I I mean, all my signals are pointing towards K-State. Um, a lot of people like Baylor. People may be too high on Baylor. Why is Baylor a pick them against Kansas State? Why are they getting points against Kansas State? Well, Kansas State's been playing good football, um, and I think that they have a, a really good chance to win this game. So I'm taking K-State minus one. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I think – 
K-State could win this game. I think they could lose this game. I think the line's, line's pretty sharp here. I don't really see a, uh, a big edge either side. I do agree it's it's a letdown spot for for Baylor, right, coming off of just a massive program win. And now you got to go on to the road to Manhattan. Going to be an absolute hornet's nest up there. Yep. Uh, they're only, they really haven't performed well on the road. They lost at Oklahoma State. They lost at TCU, and they beat Kansas and Texas State. Those are the four road games. So they're two and two on the road, and they're eight and two. Interesting. So uh, I, I think that's that's a factor. It's going to be it's going to be electric in the in the Little Apple. You getting there or no? No, I just don't see like I I don't see where the edge is besides home and the letdown spot. Yeah, uh, like I, I don't think they're yeah. both good running teams. Yeah, yeah, they both have good run run defense. I don't know. I don't. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. No play out of you. No problem. Easy to stay away. I love K State minus one. Auburn, South Carolina. Auburn laying seven. At South Carolina, the Gamecocks have been playing a little bit better football recently. Um, nearly won at Missouri, beat Florida a couple weeks ago. Now they're getting seven, only seven at home against Auburn. No Bo Nicks for Auburn. This line really stuck out to me because I think it's stinky. Like, I mean, I feel like Auburn should be favored by so much more, but I, I could be wrong. The Bo Nicks being out could be a, a red flag. Um, so I am staying far away. Colin, are you staying away? Are you getting there on on Auburn, or are you getting there on South Carolina? I won't be getting there on South Carolina, but I've been informed by my dad that uh, one of my dad's friends, who's a, a big South Carolina fan, has been listening to the podcast. Yeah. So uh, shout out Dean, but I got to be a little nicer to the uh, the Gamecocks, I guess, because uh, <laughs> I've been slamming them to no end. And when my dad said that the other day, I was like, oh. <laughs> He probably doesn't like my takes too much. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, Dean. South Carolina is not very good. We were we were on the right side last week. Yeah. Um, we care about money. We don't care about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> anything from you? TJ Finley is not great. But he's not terrible. But he's not great. Yeah, he's not terrible, though. Like, it's not like he's still a better option than Noah Vedral, for example. He's still, better, but he's still a better option than whoever South Carolina's trotting out there's, there. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of better options than, than Noah Vedral, you know? I agree with that. And he, he's Finley's still a better option than whoever South Carolina's throwing out there at quarterback also. That is true. Look yeah, look at something. Auburn's got a really good defense. South Carolina needs to run the ball. Auburn has a really good run D. Could it be a possible look-ahead spot for Auburn with Alabama next week? I tend to think not because they lost last week. They had a terrible loss to Mississippi State where they blew a huge lead. Um, and, like, I think they need this win, so they're going to come out motivated. That's my thought. I like Auburn. Not so you're not going to play them? You, 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 you spout all that stuff just, just because you know I'm a big Auburn fan and I'm a, I'm a big South Carolina hater. To try and get me out of the game. Well, pause, you know what? Pause. pause. You know out. what? 
Time out. Say the word. Say the word. Say you're on it, and I'm coming aboard. So, okay, I'm on it. Yeah, I was going to say it worked. So uh, I'll, I'll lay the points with uh, TJ Finley on the road. Um, yeah, I just don't – South Carolina's run defense is, is, is pretty bad. I mean, South Carolina's defense in general is bad. The team in general is pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I think if Auburn can just run the ball on them – they can they can win by two scores. Yeah, of course. They're a much better team than South Carolina. They're much- six and four and five and five, but these these are not six and four and five and five teams. Right. It scares me that like I mean Auburn is clearly a huge public play, but I mean Are they that much? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's, that's to be expected. I mean Auburn, South Carolina, I mean that's to be expected. I mean, what does that does that make you feel a little? Yeah, it's a little little uneasy, but uh, the public wins I too. Was thinking it was six and four, five and five people. The line's low. Uh, whatever. I, I don't like. I think South Carolina is terrible. I agree. I agree. Sorry, Dean. <laughs> Be- better luck with the next coach. We're not. We're not part of the Beamer teamer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. Cal Stanford. Cal minus one and a half at Stanford. Um, minus one and a half is the number across the market. I have nothing on this game. Stanford has looked god awful without Tanner McKee. I don't know his status. Um, Cal has had all types of issues, COVID issues. Had to miss last week's game against USC. I mean, I, I just I do not know what to make of this game. But I I heard through the grapevine that you are interested in a side here. Why and who and why? The grapevine's wrong. Don't listen to grapevine. I'm I'm way off of this game. Oh. I changed my I changed my mind. <laughs> what were you What were you thinking initially? That's the only reason I included this game in in, in the list. Why do you Why What were your initial thoughts? I don't, I don't know. I was thinking it's pretty short. Cal's a better team than Stanford. But then I was thinking that Stanford's at home. I have heard through the grapevine that Tanner McKee may be back for this game. Oh. And I think that's a big that's a big thing for for Stanford, um, and that makes them much yeah, he, better. He's expected back. He's probable. He's going to play. He's going to play. Should Stanford be getting points to Cal at home? home? Well, Cal is Cal's Cal's also not that bad of a team either. You know, they they kind of pick some things up against Oregon. Colorado, Oregon State. Cal is a favorite, though. Yeah, Stanford plus one and a half. Market. What are you typing in over there? I'm typing in to see what the what the percentages. Market seems to like Cal. Not by that much. Not by not a lot. 62 percent, 69 and 72. No, okay, I'm also with you. No, good answer. No, prove it, prove it first. <laughs> game, game of the weekend, in my opinion, Colin. I mean, I know a lot of people are looking at the Ohio State Michigan State game as the game of the weekend, but this, no, this should have been this should have been game day. 
I agree. This is the, this is the game. This is where it's at. Um, Oregon, Utah, it's got so many playoff implications. Utah minus three at home against Oregon, Utah, a very, very good home team. Um, but Oregon, they need to win to, to stay in the college football playoff in really in the mix. Um, I know you feel really strongly about this game. So take it away, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those rare times when uh, ever since the SEC's owned the 330 slate and the um, Big Ten's moved to the 12 o'clock slate, the 730 slate's been pretty empty this year. Yeah, it has been. And it's kind of sad, you know. Like I always like building up to the big game with some upsets, some random games. And, yeah, it makes sense because you keep eyeballs on one screen at a, every time. From a marketing perspective, but I, I think there's just something about getting wasted all day, getting ready to go at a game and just yell, you know, just call the refs a bunch of blind idiots and uh, and get on with your life. Uh, but besides that, I love Oregon. Here. Okay, I think Oregon uh, should not be dogs here. This has them as even teams on a neutral. Probably more like Oregon minus two on neutral because Utah yeah. is an incredibly tough place to play. Yep. They're going to be they're going to be buzzing at the altitude. Um, haven't lost a game at home all year. Cam Rising has really showed some things offensively. Their defense is is just a solid defense all around. But Oregon is just a better team. Oregon is the better team than Utah. I think people have been passing off this Ohio State win all year. Despite them going in and dominating, they never trailed in that game in the shoe. Not once in that entire game did they trail. They have the loss against Stanford without Joe Moorhead, who is one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. Thibodeau was out for multiple games. He's back. He's rolling. Defense is good. They've got a lot of talent. They're really big in the trenches, and that's the where Utah's got those Polynesian guys. So you need to, uh, you know, they've been they've been having a little extra Polynesian sauce at uh, at Chick Fil A. There's some big boys, so you need to be able to match it. But Oregon's got the same type of guys out there. Um, I just I just think Moorhead is going to be able to scheme these guys up on offense. And I, I think the defense is going to lock them down enough. I, I think they're going to win the game outright. So getting three points is a, is a steal. Okay. Blind faith in you completely. I'll tell if you're okay with that. Yes. Yes. All right. I like it because you were, I, I thought you were going to be on Utah all, all week. I've been, I've been trying to tell you. Well, Oregon's I mean, going to win this game. Well, the line, the line is obviously a little stinky, right? I mean, Oregon, number three team in the country, getting points. But the more I look into it, like, I mean, Utah's been really good. They've got a really good home field advantage. Um, but, like, Oregon's got a great defense. And, like, it won't be as easy for Utah to run on Oregon as it has been for them to run on everybody else. And the more I look at it, the, the harder it is for me to, like, justify taking Utah to cover three. Like, this should be a good game. Um like why in Oregon? I think it should be a pick'em. I think it should be a straight pick'em. Yes, it should be a pick. And you're getting you three, three points, points of value. value. Yeah. So with, they, with with the better team, with Oregon has more talent than Utah. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I mean, this is what is Cristobal made of? And like, here's the other thing, right? This is something that they can lean on, Colin. And I haven't really thought about this until now. This just came into my head, like a light bulb turning on. Oregon has won this year at Ohio State. That is one of the toughest places to play in college football. Yes. It is. So they can lean on the experience of having done that going on the road to play Utah. I, I, I agree. I like Oregon. I think they've got a really good, really good um, scheme and style. And like, they know what they are and like, there's no confusion there. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. And I mean, if they're the real deal, they're going to win the game. And I tend to think that they are more the real deal than Utah is. So I'm yeah. and you, you love it. You love it. And, and I trust yeah. you right now with, with college football. I mean, you've, you've been really strong all season long and you make a lot of great points. So that's enough for me. I, I mean, I think you, you, you look at it and Oregon went on the road to Washington, rivalry game, beat them by 10, probably could have won by more, but they don't like they put a 427 total yards offense to 166. Yeah. But they don't really run the, they don't run the score. Up. They face a really good Washington state team off a of bye last week and they push on the spread and it, it was a, uh, a, a last second touchdown for Washington State that gets them that push. You have the Stanford game without one of the best offensive coordinators in the country, and you lost that game in overtime on kind of some BS at the end of it. Like, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if they should have lost that game. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Thibodeau back fully healthy. He, I think he was out for that game also. Um, he's been a beast. He was, they won at Ohio State without Thibodeau. Yeah. They lost C.J. Verdell, but Travis Dye has been a beast. I, running backs are, in my opinion, uh, pretty plug-and-play. And uh, they're, they're, just, they're just a better team. I think this is a market over-correcting on Utah. Utah's looked good with Cam Rising. They still lost at Oregon State. They still lost at Oregon State. And Oregon State ran for 260 yards on them. Oregon's going to be able to run the ball. Utah's got a good running defense. But Oregon's bigger. I think they're better coached. Like, uh, Winningham's a really good coach. Whatever Joe Moorhead's going to scheme up is going to be better than whoever Utah's offensive coordinator is going to scheme, is going to scheme up. And I, I feel like everybody has just been waiting for Oregon to lose. They're just they, nobody's bought it. They just keep saying they they've got to lose. They've got to lose. And this is the game everybody's had circled for a while, as though when they were finally going to lose after they got through UCLA. I don't think they're going to lose. There you go. And they're they're dogs. They are three point dogs. Yeah, it's a full field goal in a game that should be close. So, Oregon plus three. We're there. Uh, consensus play, but more of a, a Colin play that I'm happy to to join in on. So, quack quack, let's duck up. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you, you finally got onto my uh, my play of the week. I was trying to get you on Ole Miss last week. I was. I liked Ole Miss, Colin. I there was something like I felt morally wrong being in a huge Texas A&M house and just being an asshole betting on Ole Miss. 
because I'm like, that's just you, not. But yeah, the problem is you're allowed as hell, so you probably couldn't keep that to, couldn't. to yourself. I couldn't. I, I'm, I'm a sociopath. I'd, I'd, I'd do a little fist bump. I, I'd complain about a pass interference call, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that to my family. I'm too much of a family man to, to do that. Um, but I, I agree with you on Ole Miss. And, and in hindsight, do I wish I could have bet Ole Miss and been less of a whatever? I can't. I, I don't want to go back in time. Virginia Tech, Miami. Fuente out. Miami minus seven and a half. Does Virginia Tech kind of – I mean, we've seen this season when a coach gets fired mid-year, the team tends to respond in a positive way. Um, is it the same situation here? Like, can Virginia Tech bounce back with Fuente out and give a valiant performance on the road against Miami? Miami fresh off the loss to Florida State? Or is Miami um, the, the, the play minus seven and a half? Um, I, don't got any, I don't have any plays on this. I lean uh, Tech just okay. because uh, Miami, right – Letdown spot post losing the arrival. Uh, Virginia Tech has one of the best passing defenses, not only in the ACC, but in the country. And uh, Miami loves to throw the ball with, um, oh, what's the hell? Um, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. Yep, Van and Dyke. I think they, they, they should be able to limit him. Yep. And if they, if they limit him, they don't have much of a running attack to to go with it so a touchdown is is a lot of points for miami but do i want to lay points with virginia tech or take points with virginia tech on the road against a comparable team no not 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 really so a stay away from you and a stay away from me and we move on to oklahoma state texas tech you mentioned colin on the week 11 recap pod that you thought there might end up being some value on Texas tech um, tech plus 10 and a half at home in Lubbock. It should be a zoo. You were saying, uh, do you still feel that way? I want to even look, talk to me. This is a, I'm up, I'm up in the air. You got any, anything on this? Just what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking about, um, Nothing in this game. I like Oklahoma State. Their Oklahoma State, their their defense has been so good. And like I've seen Texas Tech just looking competent at times offensively. Um they they started the highly touted freshman last week. He played great. Um tend to they tend to revert back to the mean post one game. Yeah, like I just I can't really get I can't get there on Texas Tech. Like Oklahoma State has just obliterated teams, and like Oklahoma State's defense is so good and I've seen OK State play better on the road, play like win games on the road against teams that I think are objectively better than Texas Tech. Like OK State winning at Texas, OK State winning at West Virginia. I know Texas Tech beat West Virginia, but I think I think West Virginia is better than Texas Tech. Anyway, um, nothing for me, nothing for me at all. We can talk through it. Why do you like Texas Tech? Like what 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 intrigues you about it? Ten and a half on the road. Tech getting that win last week, I think, gives some momentum. They got their new coach in there. He's already coaching on the team. Like he's not really coaching, but he's he's there. Like he's not the head coach, but he's helping the intern. I'm sure he carries a lot of sway on it, considering he'll be the head coach next year. I think there's a lot of momentum around the tech program right now. Everybody loves the hire for them. Uh, everybody around the program at least loves the hire. I don't think. Outside, it's as well-renowned, but 
Um, they get the win on that massive field goal in the half-empty stadium. I don't think it's going to be half-empty for a team they don't particularly like, right? Two teams with a lot of similarities. And, you know, when you see a team that's just like you, you tend to hate them. Yeah. And then, uh, like, you're recruiting against them all the time. Yep. You, two, like, they, they have more in common. Texas Tech has more in common with Oklahoma State than they do with Texas. And Oklahoma State, probably, I don't know, Oklahoma's, they got a lot of, but probably more with Texas Tech anyway, just like second in the, uh, in a smaller, out of, like Oklahoma's out of the way. Texas, yep. Lubbock is out of the way in Texas. Yep. So it's a real college town feel. They should be pumped up for this game. Chance to go to seven and four as well. Oh, man. Doing this would just be like blind, just blind taking Texas Tech. I I am not going to do that. That is a bold move to blindly take Texas Tech, dude. Oh my God! All of the money is on Oklahoma State. I bet. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. They got a field goal kicker can six, kick sixty two yards. We're down ten. We give me that three. Cut it to seven. I mean, ten would cover. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Oklahoma State has a really good defense. Defense, and I think Texas Tech has a pretty good offense, so I don't think they'll be completely shut out. And uh, their defense has been competent at times, still pretty, pretty bad. But Oklahoma State's run up the score on TCU off of a big letdown game, right? They run up the score against Kansas, terrible, and they run up the score against West Virginia. West Virginia, but really they only ran up the score because West Virginia couldn't score. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not sold that Spencer Sanders is just going to have a game and they're going to just run all over them like they did TCU. Like they ran for 447 yards against TCU. Right. right. They ran up the score because they just kept running and the team TCU couldn't stop them. I think Texas Tech, not a great defense. Mentioned this before when they got blown out by TCU, and they got blown out by Texas. But there's 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 some signs of a of a competent defense. They held Kansas State to 81 running yard rushing yards at home. Yeah, give me give me the Raiders. Let's get some Raider rash. You got it. You got the Texas Tech Raiders plus ten and a half. Good luck. Arizona State minus three at Oregon State. Um, what do you think? Love. You love it? Love. Love Oregon State. Okay, let's hear it. Arizona State from the, uh, the Southwest, hot in Tempe yep. all the time, is going to have to go on back-to-back Pacific Northwest trips at Washington to at Oregon State. So they're they're getting home late Saturday night, maybe probably even Sunday morning. Then they got to go back to work, school. I don't know if they really do school there, but uh, occasionally, you know, they probably have to go to class or something. And then you got to go back up to Corvallis, the last game in Corvallis Stadium. Reser Stadium before they knock it down. Um, 
off of a big way against Stanford. I think they've been pretty surprisingly decent all year. I like Chance Nolan at quarterback. Got a solid rushing attack. The defense is okay. I just think the wrong team's favorite here. Get plus three at home. Love Oregon State. Yeah, Colin, I completely agree. Um, we've seen Oregon State be a really good team, like all season long. I mean, they've fought and they've battled. I mean, they've got they've got Oregon next week, but I don't think it's a look ahead because Arizona State is a big name coming to town, and they're one of the top teams in the Pac-12 as well. Um, Arizona State's got a good rushing defense. Oregon State's rushing defense is not terrible. And Oregon State has proven that they can run the ball on on solid defenses all season. I mean, they, they ran all over. Um, they ran all over Utah. Like, they ran on, on Washington. I mean, I know Washington's run D is not very good, but, like, man, I don't know. This is it's a, such a tough spot for, for, for ASU, too, right? And it's the second second home game for Oregon State, so they get them in the groove. They just got a nice win against Stanford. And Arizona State's got to go on back-to-back long plane rides. You know they don't want to be in Corvallis. The weather's going to be terrible. You know, like, go from sunny and 80 Tempe to, let's see what it is. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the 41, 41 at kickoff. 41 degrees. And, you know, there's no rain in the forecast, but. It has been, Colin, it has been. 85 and sunny this week in Tempe, and it'll be 41 at kickoff in Corvallis. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be, I mean, maybe it's going to be sunny there. That's what the forecast says, but never trust a, a sunny forecast in Oregon. It it's, also it's doesn't gonna, matter. It also doesn't matter. It's at night. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it just adds to the, the dreariness of going to Corvallis. And they're going to be, there's nothing else to do in Corvallis. They're going to be ready for this game. They've got a good team for the first time in a while. Chance to get to spring four, get a big win, 10-30 night game. Great spot for Oregon State. I completely agree, Cal. Um, anything else for you on this on this card? I know you texted uh, Hawaii. I'm just building out the grease parlay in my head right now. All right. Um, anything else? Any any other picks before we go to the money lines? Um, what do you think about Hawaii? You're, you're Mr. Hawaii. No touch. No, 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 no. Come on, Hawaii. If you if you if you can get there, I will join you. I can't get there. Against City S. Steve Adazio, I can't get heading there. out to at home and Clarence to Ching Complex. I can't get there, Kyle. I might be able to get there when I'm down on my luck after Rutgers loses thirty-four to seven on Saturday, and I'm craving some action on Saturday night. But no, I can't get there, dude. Sorry. Soft. Okay. Are you getting there? No, but if you if you were, I would love to be on Hawaii. I haven't played Hawaii all, all season. Well, you can play Hawaii. I just won't be joining you. They're going to win. Okay. Do you want them? No. Okay. You ready to talk money lines? Let's go. We'll sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, I am um, – I like Iowa State. Went out right. Get them at 155, plus 155. I like Wake Forest. Went out right at Clemson. I can get them at plus 170. Um, 
I like Colorado to win outright. Let me see what I can get Colorado at, at home against Washington. Uh, I can get Colorado at – shit, I just lost it. Colorado at plus 240. Wow. That's a number. That's a number. I can get Colorado at plus 240. And um, we'll go USC and Oregon. So USC, I can get them at – Let me see here, USC plus 140 and Oregon. Oregon also plus 140, USC and Oregon both plus 140 and then Oregon State is the last one and we can get them at plus 140 as well. So the last three all plus 140, USC, Oregon and Oregon State all plus 140. There you go. That's my that's my card. Iowa State, Wake, Colorado, Oregon, and Oregon State. Your turn. All right. My money lines or my my over unders have to be there. Oh yeah. Even though they're not negative on the season, disappointingly. Okay. We got to get them back up because if I don't have one on there, my my spread picks are going to shit. Okay. What's so, the what's the week? What's the total of the week? Let's get it out of the way on Friday. Give me that Air Force Nevada over. Let me see what I can get you. Air Force Nevada over 52 and a half. Okay. There you go. Air Force Nevada over 52 and a half. Okay. And then I will take. Yep. Wake Forest on the money line. Okay. Texas on the money line. Texas. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get let me figure out what Texas is. Wake Forest plus 170. Texas. Probably gonna be plus 140 as well. Uh 130. Texas plus 130. Okay. Colorado. Love it. Rado up. Okay. Colorado plus 240. Oregon. Yep. Oregon plus 140. And Oregon State? No. no. Texas Tech. Wow. Colin. Colin. Chasing. Chasing a feeling with Texas Tech. Chasing a feeling plus three twenty plus three twenty. Nice. Okay. Oregon State and okay. Hawaii. Hawaii. Give me the Rainbow Warriors on the money line. Also, another thing of note for the Texas Tech, uh, massive look at spot for Oklahoma State with Bedlam next week. Y plus 115. Okay. Texas Tech um, with Oklahoma State playing Oklahoma. That is true. It's a, it is a massive look at it. That is part of the handicap. I don't hate that. All right, Kyle. Colin, 
This season, 64 and 52 against the spread, 15 and 26 on the money line, three and three on the over-unders. But every time you played an over-under, it's been a winning week. You are up 5.5 units on the season. Uh, can you run us through your card for Saturday? For the weekend, I should say. So we got um we'll start it off Friday with Air Force Nevada over 52 and a half. Then we're going to go into Wake Forest plus four and a half at Clemson. Michigan State Spartans plus 19 and a half in the shoe. Texas plus three in Morgantown. Colorado plus seven at home. Virginia plus 14 and a half in the Steel City. Cincinnati eating some Skyline Chili. Minus ten and a half against SMU. Auburn, minus seven in William Bryce Stadium against South Carolina. Oregon, one of my favorite plays of the week, plus three. Yep. And the Rice Ikelelis Stadium. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's what I'm going with. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> Texas Tech, plus ten and a half in Lubbock. Oregon State plus three, Homan and Corvallis. And then we got Wake Forest, money line plus 170. Texas, money line plus 130. Colorado, money line plus 240. Oregon, money line plus 140. Texas Tech, money line plus 320. Oregon State, money line plus 140. And Hawaii, money line plus 115. Because unlike you, Justin, I am not a bitch. Okay. Thank you for that, Colin. Um, three straight significant winning weeks for you. I, I hope that you can keep it going. Um, that is another spray and pray Saturday. That's how we do it on the hook and ladder pod. Wouldn't have it any other way for me. Uh, I have had a pretty, you know, I gotta be honest. I've had a pretty solid season by my standards, 60 and 52 against the spread. Not terrible. Um, 54 and 61 overall, 1428 on the money line, plus 1.8 units. In the positive is definitely a, a good thing. I'm pretty I mean, com- compared to where we were last year, you know, I was hoping one of us would be in the positive right now. To, to have two, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming of moving to Vegas. Yeah, there you go. Um, wouldn't that be nice? Iowa State plus four for me. Wake Forest plus four and a half. Northwestern plus 11 and a half at Wrigley Field against Purdue. Georgia Tech plus 17 and a half at Notre Dame. Um, probably should bet Notre Dame in that one if you're listening to the pod because I am a clueless idiot when it comes to betting on or against Notre Dame. Favorite play of the day is Colorado plus seven. Fading my Huskies. I just think it's a great spot for the Rado, so I'm happy to be there. Indiana plus seven and a half against Minnesota. That is real stinky. That's real stinky. I'm looking at that right now, and I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing? Um I don't know. That is a tough one. Uh, that's really yeah, tough. I, good, good luck to you, man. That is some balls of steel to bet on that. That is real stinky. All right. USC plus three against UCLA. K-State minus one at home against Baylor. Auburn minus seven at South Carolina. Oregon plus three. Fading, fading excuse me, tailing my boy, Colin. He um, just felt good about Oregon and I mean, if he feels good about Oregon, I should bet Oregon. That's the way it's been the last couple of weeks. So I'm right there with him. I think he makes a lot of good points. And then Oregon State plus three in the late night. Um, really like the Beavs in Corvallis. On the money line, Iowa State plus 150. 
five, Wake Forest plus 170, Colorado plus 240, USC plus 140, Oregon plus 140, and Oregon State plus 140. Um, consensus plays, Colin, for us are Colorado against the spread and on the money line, Auburn minus seven, Oregon plus three against the spread and on the money line, and Oregon State plus three against the spread and on the money line, and Wake Forest. I missed Wake Forest early on. Wake Forest against the spread and on the money line. Consensus plays, everybody. That is uh, – that is where it's been all year long. We've been super consistent there. 31 and 19 against the spread. And did you already put a win in there? You did, right? No, you didn't. You didn't. July greatness. You didn't. 30, 31 and 19 against the spread, six and eight on the money line, plus 11.65 units on consensus plays. I mean, that's that's been that's been the real moneymaker all season long. If you've been if you've been listening, when Colin and I are on the same side, that's usually a good thing. All right, I am off to Penn State Saturday at 4 a.m. I can't wait. Hopefully Rutgers comes away with a big win. And um, other than that, hopefully we, we win a lot of bets. Hopefully everybody wins a lot of, lots, lots of bets if you uh, are listening and tailing the pod. Um, Colin, any last thoughts? Just excited for the weekend? Let's do it. We'll talk to you guys at the beginning of next week. Everybody, good luck on Saturday. Peace out. See you.